0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Today, um, I've had a couple people ask that I'm, I'm working with mentoring and, you know, just non I'm not going to go into names, but uh, non yeah. Um, but I've got a lot of questions on relationships. So today, we're going to talk about uh, a healthy relationship, what a healthy relationship looks like, how it functions. Uh, And just, in my opinion, some advice to help you take your relationship game to the next level with your significant other. So, you know, I feel qualified to speak on this topic because my wife and I have been together for eight years, and there have been a lot of ups and downs. In fact, for many years, it was just downs. You know, we have little bright spots here and there, but, you know, we got married and then almost got divorced a year after marriage, which now, you know, divorce isn't even an option, it's not, um, we don't even say the word, ever, we don't talk about it, you know, and we, you we were just talking about this the other day, you know, we barely fight, I mean, we used to fight every day, blowouts every weekend, a lot of it involving alcohol, you know, I think that's one big tip right there, is if your relationship, I just want to put this as a side tip, If your relationship is struggling right now, the last thing you need to be doing is drinking alcohol. That's that's just gasoline on the fire in any situation. But, you know, um, we used to fight constantly, and now I I cannot remember the last time we got into an argument. You know, we both, um, and I talked about this in a previous episode, I think that me becoming the man that I needed to become, and I'm not perfect by any means whatsoever, but me becoming the man that I needed to become brought the relationship full circle to where it needed to be, because it allowed her space to become the woman that she needs to become. When you're not the man, when you're not being the man that you're supposed to be, it leaves a lot of gray area, and it's tough for your spouse to occupy that gray area, because that's what it is, it's gray area, but when you come into your role as a man, it opens up just clean, I pictured as clean white area for your spouse to fill. I'm not saying she's just there to fill in your gaps, it's not it at all. What I mean is the yin and the yang, boom, just like that, that's what I'm picturing. The yin and the yang. If you're just like, you know, there's a very defined shape to that black, I don't know which one is which, but that black shape and the yin and yang of the circle, if you're all over the place, she doesn't know where she, it's like puzzle pieces that don't fit. Put it that way. So you have to define yourself in your space as a man to start. And there's a prior episode I did about that. You can go back and listen. And in fact, yesterday, uh, I also talked about a man's man, what it means to be a real man. So if you want to hear more about that, uh, go listen to prior episodes, especially yesterday. Today, I want to focus more on the, uh, you know, the dynamic and interpersonal relationship between a man and a woman. Um, so, you know, fast forward to today, like I said, we, we don't ever fight. You know, we're, uh got a a baby now, which is amazing, a little over a month old, Uh, we still haven't been, we haven't fought about the baby once, you know what I'm saying, there's been, there's been some rough nights sleeping wise, like last night for my wife, and, you know, I was up with her for probably two hours this morning, just on and off the bottle, and burping, and farting, and all that stuff, she was, the, the, the kid, not me, I might have been too, but, uh, yeah, we're just in such a better spot now, like through and through, there's no, there's no comparison, so that's why I feel qualified to speak on this topic, you know, I haven't been in a relationship for 30 years, like some men and women out there have been 40 years, some 50 years, Uh, but I do feel like eight years of experience uh, gives me a doctorate in this to some degree, Uh, maybe what's a step below that, eight years, I don't know, you understand what I'm saying. But uh, I, I think, yeah, that's just number one, we already covered it, is when you come into your role as a man, so speaking of the men, it opens up the space for your wife to come into her role. And I think in the dating phase, you guys have to, you know, you have to really ask the, t- the tough questions right away in the dating phase. Like, I meet people that their relationships are rocky after two years, and it's like, well, what's at the core of it? Well, I want kids and she doesn't. How the hell did you not talk about that they, they, at least week one, month one, worst case, worst case? That's the very core of it, which I can't see why a woman wouldn't want kids. If a woman doesn't want kids, her mind is poisoned by red dye, 40, and birth control. You know what I mean? That's, that's You're biologically wired to want children, but anyways. You know, I think I'm talking more to the people out there that are dating or maybe not seeing anybody right now. You have to ask the top questions. Like, I always knew my wife wanted kids perfect. Uh, I knew that she came from a more traditional family, mother, father, kids. They stayed together, no divorce. Uh, That was important for me. Um, I knew I could see her fitting into a more traditional role as a wife, like stay at home with the kids. She's never... Yeah, you know, she was never like a career thumper. Like, I got to go out and do my own thing. She has her own thing that she does. She's a partner in a health company. And it's amazing. It's awesome. She's got part own ownership. Um, but it doesn't dominate her life in any way. She doesn't have another dude, you know, barking orders at her all day. So I think in the dating phase, or early on in your relationship, you guys need to ask the hard questions. Kids, number one, God, that God, number one, are you... You know, you're not supposed to be unequally yoked, meaning that Christians shouldn't be marrying, dating, non-Christians, right? Because, well, I can convert them. Well, what if you don't? What if you don't? You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, okay, that's not going to be good. You know what I mean? You think that's going to be damaging or edifying to your faith? So, number one is God. Does this person have a relationship with God? That's number one. If the answer to that is no, you end it right there immediately. Number two, I think, is the kids. I think it's the kids. Do you, do you not want kids? You know, which everybody should want kids, in my opinion, but, you know, it's just, it's like, these people, they're humanists, you know what I mean? Humanists, atheists, and like, well, you don't have to have kids if you don't want to. Well, if you're a humanist and an atheist, and you believe in science as the end-all, be-all, scientifically, you're biologically put here to reproduce. That's what every... Creature on the planet is wired to do what makes you different? How come you get to choose? Do you think the raccoon up the street eating trash out of your barrel is like, Well, I don't really want to have kids. What's the difference between you and the raccoon? Well, we have consciousness, and no, it's it's much deeper than that. And your understanding of belief in God will bring you to a place of a better understanding of that. But, anyways, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole today. Kids, you know. Number three is the, the roles. The, what is the role of each person? There are roles. There's a hierarchy in relationships. And men, you should not get into a relationship with a woman who does not want to submit. I'm not saying as a lesser creature, being, or person. But it's like... So I have um, a partner. We're about to bring on another partner in the staffing company, Right? At the end of the day, you know, Stephanie, my main partner, you know, she knows if it comes down to the nitty gritty, I'll be the one to call the shots. But she calls right now most of the shots. I deflect, defer to her with everything. She wouldn't mind me saying this. You know, because she knows at the end of the day that she's going to be, she'll probably take the company over at some point. But there's an understanding where it's like, well, worst case, I'm gonna go to Mike. That's that's, that's a way to, that's, that's how I should sum that up. Is that if she needs to, she comes to me. You know what I mean? There's, there's a hierarchy there. Not, I'm not saying I'm Steph, your superior. Steph understands what I'm saying right now. She, she doesn't get in her feelings like most women do. So um, that kind of hierarchy, we're like, yeah, mom might even make most of the decisions sometimes. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it's dad. You know what I mean? Like in our household, we went to mom for a lot of things, but it was always hmm, in the background looming with dad, you know what I'm saying? Like nah, I don't want to say looming, like, you know, that has a negative connotation, like he's going to beat us or something. It was, uh, it was more of like the ultimate decision, the ultimate say relies on dad. You know what I mean? Like if Steph wanted to spend five grand on something, uh, an investment for the staffing company, she's. Hey, Mike, it's a cool, and nine times out of ten, 9.9 times out of ten, I'm going to green light it for her. That's, there has to be, if, 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 if I was in, here's, okay, boom, great example. I used to be in the, uh, life insurance industry, there's this kid that came in probably three to four years after I was already there and had a lot of success, um, I took him under my wing, I mentored him, grew him, helped him, built his deal for him, and, uh, he, uh he turned on me over time and what happened was he could not, he had a lot of issues this person. Uh, a lot of major, major, deeply rooted insecurities uh, that never really quite got over um, as he got older I believe from his childhood and he, he was, you know, there's just a lot of things in his childhood that made him who he is today. You know, at the end of the day even though the kid stabbed me in the back, I still think to his, in his heart, his soul, he's, a, he's a good he's a good person. Not that anybody's a good person, but you guys understand what I mean. I don't have any hard feelings. Um, I, I'm sure he does for me, though. But. The the problem became at some point. I, I made a lot of mistakes in that relationship. That was when I was going through through some things personally. Uh, I had a tendency to lose my temper a lot, and just you know just a lot of different things. Uh, but it came to a point where he no longer wanted to submit to my leadership or defer to my leadership. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. All and it destroyed our relationship. That's what most of your marriages end up being like when you get into a relationship with somebody that does not want to yield and submit. So that's a conversation you guys need to start having early on. Is this, am I the type of man, number one, that a woman would want to yield and submit to? Because every woman, deep down, every single one, wants to yield and submit to a real man. The problem is, there ain't many of those left. And they've done that intentionally. So you have to ask yourself the question, am I a man worthy of a woman like that? And then number two, you know, more so towards her. You know, is this woman that I'm talking to right now the type of woman that will yield and submit to me? Assuming I'm the type of man that needs, you know, that, that uh, warrants submission. Warrants the ability and the privilege and the honor to lead that woman. You know, so I think those are fundamental early stages. We're going to finish this episode, uh, today. I'm going to end it here with that. I'm just, those quick points right there. Number one, their relationship with God. Number two, whether or not they want to have kids. And then three, the relationship dynamics. If you are dating early on or you're, you're, you're single and looking to date, those are the first three things you need to focus on. So next episode, we're going to talk about what to do if you're already in an established relationship. Alright, love you guys. Let's get it.